You are listening to The Novel Writing Podcast, episode 11. Grab a cup, cozy up, and let's get to writing. Today's episode is the seventh of 60 daily episodes that pair with the videos of Haley's 60-day novel writing challenge. You can watch the first five days of the challenge for free on Haley's YouTube channel, and the link to that is in the description. Day seven of the challenge is all about creating maps. For fantasy writers in particular, there are a bunch of map-making programs out there to play with. Along with name generators, there's even random world generators to give you starting points for your maps. If you've got an idea about how you want the topography of your world to go, then there's really nothing wrong with drawing it from scratch on a piece of paper or building it even from the ground up in a map program. My favorite online map creator is Incarnate, spelled I-N-K-A-R. N-A-T-E. So incarnate, incarnate, however you want to pronounce it. There's also World Anvil, Asgar, and that's spelled A-Z-G-A-A-R. So not actually sure how you pronounce that, but that's how it's spelled. There's Fantasy Map Builder and so many more that you can just Google for. And if you don't want to do it online, (laughs) I I find this one pretty funny. You can always scatter rice on a paper, like a piece of paper, and then draw the outline to get a random coastline map. But before I ever figured out that these online tools exist, I drew maps on my whiteboard when I was growing up. I had one of those two foot by three foot wall mounted whiteboards in my bedroom as a kid. And I remember drawing random landmass shapes on it for my world. I still have pictures of those maps. I still have a scan of the original map I made for my fantasy world, but you may find as I did that your world evolves over time. Now don't freak out about this, especially if you're early in the writing process and even if you're not. My opinion is that if you only commit to the portion of the map that applies to the book that you're working on, then that leaves the rest of your world up for changes later because no one else has seen it yet. While you can certainly have your entire map done and finalized before you even finish the first draft, I think it opens up just a little bit more creative opportunity for future books in your series. And that's not to suggest that you have to have a series. I just spend a disproportionate amount of time talking to fantasy writers who do have series or want to write series. In my first published book, Mark of Stars, the world map at the front only shows a small portion of just one continent in my world. I did that on purpose because the rest of the world didn't play into the story of the first book. And so if I'd included the entire world map, it would have done more to confuse readers than inform them because it would have shown parts of the world that have no relevance in that book. For book two, The Prophet's Ruin, it's the same thing. Most of the story takes place in the same geographical locations in the map from the first book, so I didn't do a map expansion. But books three and four take place in the larger world, which means I will be getting the rest of the world map finalized. I know generally where I want things, what the continents are named, and other stuff like that, but I'm not putting it in absolute stone until our tally ink map maker draws it for me. So if doing the entire world map feels hard, pare it down. Just think about the portion of the world that your story takes place in. Not just the city, but the surroundings, maybe the entirety of the kingdom or the nation, because you can always expand on it later. That's it for this companion episode to maps. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you tomorrow for day eight. The Novel Writing Podcast is a production of Tally Inc. To find out more about our writing resources, including the 60-day Novel Writing Challenge, check out the links in the description.